You are listening to the System Save Me podcast, episode number 226. Today, we're going to be talking about how to have consistent money combos. So stay tuned. Hey, I'm Jordan, and my business love language is efficiency, because who doesn't want to sip pina coladas on the beach while your business runs on autopilot? We're here to help overworked one-woman shows become streamlined solopreneurs. And now with over 150,000 downloads, this is the System Save Me podcast. Hey, you guys, I know for a fact that you are going to be obsessed with this guest because I'm obsessed with this guest and we're basically twins. So I'm super, super excited to have this conversation with Lauren about building money conversations because, you know, one of the top episodes for this podcast actually is centered around money. And it was one that I did, I think in the second season of my podcast. So the fact that it's even still at the top is a little bit mind boggling to me, but it was a really good episode. So I'm excited to bring back more money conversations on the podcast and we're going to do that with Lauren. So Lauren, how are you doing today? I'm so good. It is beautiful. It's July in Montana, which is, if anyone's ever visited Montana, it's the only good month to come here. (laughs) Snow the rest of the year. Yeah, well noted. Yeah. So go ahead and tell the listeners a little bit about you and your business. Yeah. So I'm Lauren. And up until four months ago, I ran a really high touch impact event planning company for venture capital firms, tech companies, and e-commerce communities. So these are people making, you know, either venture funded, so millions of dollars in investment in their business, or e-commerce and tech and SaaS who are, you know, in excess of seven, eight, nine figure businesses. So we're talking high net worth, people who really expect intimate, well-curated, like hand-holdy, you know, intimate or vulnerable event. And then COVID, and <laughs> turns out nobody, probably one of the, you know, we, this was sort of an evolution over the last four months, but events probably, you know, we're recording this in July, 2020, events probably aren't going to come back on a large scale for at least, I would say a year. And, you know, that's hard. <laughs> so over the last, I've taken probably four months off and financially, you know, people are like, are you stressed? And the answer is no. <laughs> Financially, because I had built in systems to be able not to take four months off. That was not like the plan, but I built in a system to be able to pay myself for four months, well, six months. And I didn't think I was going to have to use it in 2020. This was a year that was looking real good for us, but I did have to use it. And now I'm working with women entrepreneurs who are breadwinners or whose income contributes significantly to their household to have them have better money conversations. And I do that through one-on-one coaching. I do some one-on-one intensives for a month. And then I'm launching a mastermind, not a group coaching program, a mastermind in August. So yeah. Oh, that's so fun. I love the evolution. And you know, all of the, uh, the cause COVID stories are really fascinating. (laughs) And so I love you have your own and as do I. So, all right. So again, we're going to be talking about how to have more consistent money conversations with your biz besties, colleagues, mentors, whoever will, you know, whoever, whoever we're listening. Strangers on the street. Yeah. (laughs) And so I want to talk about before you have people come to you and be like, I want to talk about money. Like, what are they doing about this? Are they even talking about it? Do they think about it? Are they avoiding it? Like what's going on? Totally. 
it's so funny because you're like when people come to you to talk about money and the answer is nobody comes to me to talk about money because people don't like talking about it. So when I was doing really high touch events, primarily for men, because as we know, VC tech, SaaS, those companies are primarily run and serve men. So the events that I was putting on were primarily, you know, 80 to 90% men. And every single conference that I went to had a keynote session, a breakout session, or a community led sort of, hey, we're going to talk about this over lunch about wealth building or using your money in some way that was related to your personal life, tax strategy, travel hacking. There was always some sort of like money optimization conversation at every single male conference. And at every women's conference that I either went to or helped plan, there was conversations about growing your revenue, budgeting, cutting your expenses, or it was like growing your revenue and selling through Instagram, growing your revenue and selling through video. So there was a lot about earning, but there wasn't quite, you know, there weren't great conversations happening about, okay, once I'm earning, now what do I do? And I never thought this was a thing because I, in my own business, I have been working on my money, anxiety, and mindset since day one. And then what ended up happening is I was in a really high level mastermind, maybe like a couple, three, four years ago. And these are people making 200 plus thousand dollars in their business. So like low six figures up to a million And those people were incredible earners and like had no idea what to do with their money, weren't investing, weren't, you know, couldn't like, you know, have a furniture budget for the house they just bought. Like it was just bananas to me that here were women who were incredible earners and like making thirty, forty thousand $40,000 a month, you know, up to a million and still had no idea what to do with their money. They just could earn it and then were paying themselves a salary and, you know, had no idea what to do with the rest. And as a business owner, if you have that kind of capital, you have so much power and leverage. And I want to teach women, you know, how to do that. But this first step is like, we got to be comfortable having a conversation about it and not just about wealth and making the money, like spending it and tax strategy and all that stuff too. Yeah, that's so, so true. I think, you know, I'm in different masterminds as well too. And I find that a lot of people, like everyone is a little bit like gun shy somehow about like totally. sharing their numbers or like, yes, again, and whatever else. And, and I think that what's so important is, you know, like, I think people have this veil of, you know, if I share my numbers, then like, what is that going to mean to everybody? Or how is everyone perceiving? Yes. And whatnot. And it was funny, I actually did a, a VIP day recently with someone in, in their integrator. And the integrator was like, I literally thought that you were like the Amy Porter field of operations. And I'm like, that's hilarious because Amy makes like, I don't even know how many X more, <laughs> but it's a lot more revenue in a year than I do. Like she's made more last year than I've made in all four years of my business. So like, yeah, you know, and that's fine. And that's cool. Right? Yeah. And that is such a great point because the optics or the visual, what we see sort of being on the outside about other people's money and the wealth that they, and the revenue that they earn. I want to be clear. The revenue that they earn is impressive, right? It is impressive to make 10, 20, $30,000 a month. It's hard. That's not easy. Like you, that is impressive. And you can't get to vulnerability around money. You can't get too confident making confident money decisions until you also talk about, you can't only talk about your wins. You have to talk about your losses too, or your spending or the profit margins that you have or a money mistake that you made. And so I think that, and look, you don't have to talk about it on a podcast. I'm not asking you to like go out and like, you know, bullhorn on the side of the street, 
but like having two or three people where you can say, Hey, I charged this. What did you charge? Hey, you know, I'm going through a loss. You know, it's like all, you know, the things that nobody ever talks about. If you have two or three people, this is why I love the mastermind model. You have people who you can say like, you know, I made $12,000 last month and I don't know how to, you know, and I spent $11,999. There are people, you know, what does that say about you? It means you had enough month, do better next time. Right. And so like, can you have a conversation? Can you say that and not be trapped by the fear of what people are going to think about you? And the more often you say that every month in a mastermind, like I said, or whatever, if you have some friends, if you can say that every month, soon you don't care. Soon you tell the guy on the street, like, yeah, I'm, you know, made $12,000 last night, you know, and you don't care what he's going to think of you because the words have no power anymore. That's so, so true. All right. So let's get into the really steps in how you can start to have those conversations because it can feel like a very big and daunting and vulnerable place. And so let's just break it down, make it easy, make it simple. Yeah, totally. And I think that a lot of times when business owners really start to get it, you know, they start earning income. And so they really are starting to take a look at their money. The first thing they do is they start with tactics because that's honestly tactics sometimes are a little easier to dig into than the feelings. So I think you have a link to a worksheet that I have, and it has three sets of money conversations, one money conversations to have with yourself. So these are journal prompts where you can sort of write down things, really dig into just some of your own personal money stories. And ask yourself, like, why don't I talk about money? Why don't I ask people what they charge? Why don't I feel comfortable? You know, even in, you know, women in heterosexual relationships who, you know, this is a phrase that I hate hearing. Oh, it's a big investment. I have to ask my husband or my male partner or my accountant. You know, you're a business owner. And I appreciate that mentality. But like, you know, your partner can have a say in what you have your personal money is, but he can't have a say in, in what your business, you are the business owner, <laughs> you know, better, unless he is a partner in your business and knows about your industry. You know, I know that women have the intelligence to make smart money decisions. So step one, filling out that worksheet with the questions for yourself. You know, what did you learn about money, especially for, you know, if you're a woman or, if you're, or a man, I think, you know, it'll depend on, you know, it asks like, you know, what you learned about money growing up, all that fun stuff. And then the second part is talking about money with your partner. So if you have an intimate partner, if you're in a relationship with someone or a business partner, um, these are good questions to also have conversations to have. And look, you don't have to have the conversation all at once, like sit down for two hours and talk about everything. Like, you do it once a month. You say, hey, we're going to spend an hour. We're going to talk about this one question. And then the next month you do the same thing. And then the next month you do the same thing. And then the third set of questions is how to talk about money in business. And these questions are meant to be not as invasive as some, like, it's not like, how much do you make? <laughs> you can graduate to that. You'll get there. But they're conversations like, how did you decide to pay yourself? Not what did you decide to pay yourself, but how did you decide to pay yourself? And what's the thing you spend on in your business that you think is the most helpful? And I wish I had it pulled up, but I don't. But they're questions that lead you to the topic of money without having to feel like you are being invasive. And so that is the first step is being able to ask those questions in confidence with one other person. So, and then when you've been doing that for a long, you know, a longer period of time, start noticing people who talk about money in your life, whether it's, you know, oh, I spent this or, you know, just people who bring up money either in positive or in negative ways. And then what you can do is you can start noticing the people who talk about money positive. Like, so if you follow me on Instagram, <laughs> I'll talk about money. I'll talk about my goals. I'll talk about, you know, like things I spend on because I want people to DM me and take that first step and say, Hey, I don't know you. You're kind of a stranger, but I feel comfortable telling you this thing about my money. And that's where it starts, right? Look for the 
you know, what does Mr. Rogers say? Look for the helpers, look for the people who signify that they're safe to talk to about money so that you can start that conversation more organically. So those are the free things you can do. <laughs> Have you been dying to create a VIP day or virtual intensive offering, but are stuck in overthinking everything? You love what you do and how you support your clients, but lately it's become, well, too much. You may even be hitting your monthly revenue goals, but you're left completely exhausted. Yeah, been there, bought the t-shirt and the mug. Good news, I've built my virtual VIP day bootcamp that walks you through the nine steps to create and selling a one-day virtual intensive. Grab the podcast-only pricing of $37 for this two-hour training plus tons of bonuses to build and sell your own one-day virtual intensive. Since 2016, I've completely replaced monthly retainers with one-day virtual intensives and VIP weekends. So join me and stop dealing with the late-night slack pings, lacking control over your own calendar, chasing invoices, explaining scope creep again. You catch my drift. Head on over to systemsamey.com slash pod bootcamp. That's P-O-D-B-O-O-T-C-A-M-P and grab the goods. All right, back to the episode. Yeah, and I think what's interesting with that is I went to a one of the last events I went to in January, went to a program event technically that I was a coach in and you know, everyone sharing, there was a lot of money mindset conversations, actually, and it was a female event. And, you know, he was asking, you know, what was your first, I guess, memory of money or like, whatever. And I had a really hard time with this. Honestly, I was like, first off, I'm like, super forgetful (laughs) and anything before the age of 16, I just don't remember. And then I like, challenged myself to really actually think about it. And my first, like, actual I guess, memory of money was my allowance. My allowance was my age every month. So when I was six, it was $6, seven, $7, etc. And it was interesting because, you know, I shared that. And then I was having a conversation with a gal because we were in our little tables. And she was like, well, how much money have you made in your business? Like in the past months? And I was 29 at the time. I'm now 30. And I was like, oh, like, I'm pretty much like, in the range of 20-ish thousand a month. Could be 20,000, it could be 28,000, like kind of range. And she was like, so you've never actually made more than your age per month. And I was like, whoa, like that is frightening. I was like, I hate this. I was like, listen here, I am about to like have a $30,000 a month just so that I could say (laughs) that I've broken this nonsense that's been holding me back. And I did like two months later. So it was like, it's interesting because how you look back in that first part of it, really looking at yourself, like it can be the most random thing that really is actually having a hold on like your business potential and your revenue potential. And then therefore, you know, being able to then build that wealth from there. So I thought I would just like share that because it was such a random (laughs) thing, right? Totally. And you're, you hit the nail exactly on the head because a lot of times people, you know, they come to a mastermind group coaching with a specific question, like how do I make more revenue or how do I solve this problem? But the beauty of masterminds and the beauty of being, you know, in community with people who are safe to talk to is that they, A, they push you to really dig into those stories and B, they point out things that 
sometimes coaches can't point out, right? It's like, you know, I'm looking at your money story thinking about something else, but this person over here is like, let me tell you about yourself in this way. And so this is why having regular money conversations, whether it's with your, you know, peers who are like game for it and willing to talk about all the things or through a mastermind, like it can be life-changing because it's not just about mindset. It's about having a different perspective, someone else's money story, sort of like joining into your money story and changing your perspective. So that's exactly the reason that these conversations are super important. Yeah. So then I would love to hear other stories and obviously you can keep anonymity and, and whatever else, but just yeah, of course. other things that have come about through the money conversations that either you've had or that your clients and your, or your students have had just so that again, people can start to really think, cause I'm somebody who does better with prompts than like open-ended questions. Totally. Uh, and so I think it'd be really great to kind of share some other examples for people so like it can get them thinking. Yeah. So I think a lot of times when people, especially women, but also men think about, you know, when I'll think about my money stuff when I'm actually making money, right? Like I'll put off all of the work, the hard work until I have a lot of revenue coming in. And what happens is when you put it off and you're, you know, you've scaled a business and you're used to hiring and you have this big sort of like anxiety ridden thing that you really don't want to face. And you kind of just want to like pass it off to someone else is what do women or, you know, men too, but like, what do women do? They go to a financial advisor. <laughs> and what is a financial advisor? Like, you know, usually a male who's not going to be super great at, you know, discussing money with you in a way that is accessible. And so another benefit of having just a group of people to talk to is resources. Like, so I have my own money mastermind. I just started it mm, two months ago that I personally am like a participant in. And somebody was like, well, how do you even find a financial advisor? And I was like, I have someone that I trust. She's a woman. She will not like blow your mind with like, like tech strategies, she will like go with you where you're at because it's a vulnerable process to go start working with a service provider. I mean, we've all done that and they've been sort of like over our head and made us feel crappy. And so some of the things that you think about it are when you're having these money conversations, they're not just like the dig into the messy pieces. They're also about sharing resources and finding trusted people who look like you, who will treat you in a way that is respectful. And I also think that that's really important. So I'm going to pull out money conversations doc so that I can actually <laughs> tell you the questions. So one of the questions that, you know, if you have a partner in your life, a you know, one of the questions I really like to ask my partner is what would like a day in retirement, what would your best day look like? And for him, it's usually like cooking and we're walking on the beach and all that kind of stuff. And so that, you know, cause money is all about values and choices. Right. And so for him to be able to not specifically talk about money, but talk about his values and what's important to him, it's helpful for me to sort of make the connection and us to make the connection together about what money goals we need to set. Okay, so if you want to like, you know, spend the whole day on the beach, like we need to get out of Montana, like this is not going to work for us. But yeah, I think it's really a lot of it is just making sure that you are, yeah, so that's, you know, having those conversations with your partner, business partner. One of the questions I like to ask to business people is, do you remember how you felt when you made your first dollar in your business? That's a good one because hopefully people have thought about it. And a lot of times, you know, the answers are varied. I always think like, yeah, I felt real good. But some people are like, I felt like a fraud. I felt like an imposter. I didn't know how I was going to deliver. And so that's information. That is information. And I think, you know, the longer I'm in business, the more I value reflection. And because people who don't like, who are just so focused on go, 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 move, 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 you're missing out on so much of the lesson and beauty in business because you're so head down 
and not actually taking the time and space to reflect. And even I was talking to my therapist and, you know, I had a process of every year on my birthday, I would take a couple of days myself and reflect. And she's like, you need to be reflecting every quarter. You need to be taking two to three days every quarter. Like this whole once a year situation is not serving you. And I was like, that is accurate. (laughs) Yeah. And honestly, you know, the more you earn, the better your business does, the more that is required of you. A, you know, from a leadership standpoint, right? When you are no longer the person categorizing the emails, <laughs> when you're the person who's teaching other people or instructing other people and more is required of you, you have to start digging into your, into the hard parts of yourself. And for a lot of people, especially people who, you know, don't have great education around money with their family, a lot of that is not just a like set it and forget it one and done. And so, you know, anytime you know, whether it's masterminding or whether it's, you know, working with, you know, doing it on your own, I never recommend doing it all at once because you're going to burn yourself out. You're going to get into a fight. You're going to get hungry or angry. And so that's why, you know, if there's someone listening to this, who's like brand new in their business and they're like, I can't even think about that because I'm so worried about like optimizing my leads. Like, (laughs) you know, just ask yourself one question and, you know, and then next month, ask yourself another question about money. And next month, you know, talk to your best friend and ask her about money or ask him about money. So, you know, it's not a thing that can be done all at once. And it's not a thing that can be fixed once you've become, you know, the leader that you want to be. (laughs) It's kind of a slow process. Sadly, any of us in therapy know that. (laughs) Absolutely. And I'm a big proponent of therapy in general. Right? Yes, it's so necessary. And so with that, I think let's share with the folks where they can finally get their hands on these magical questions for yourself, your partner, and your business to really, again, start to have these conversations with people more often. Yeah. So there's a bit.ly link. It's bit.ly backslash the money conversations. And then my website is themoneyconversations.com. And it's really specific to business owners. It's personal finance for business owners. It's business finance for business owners. And it's really just conversations I've had with my friends about money who are business owners, because I think a lot of times anyone who's tried to do any sort of research about finance, what I should be doing with my money before like going to talk to a professional, it's really focused on W2 employees. It's like max out your 401k and you're like, (laughs) tell me more about that. So yeah, it's different for business owners because we have more choices. You know, you can invest more money in your business and grow your business and increase your net worth, right? But how do you know when to do that versus put money in retirement, right? So yeah, so the website has lots of fun blog content and my email list does as well. Yeah, awesome, awesome. We'll have all the links in the show notes. Go and say hey to to Lauren on Instagram. Again, she's very active and her Instagram stories are super, super helpful. And I'm just so excited that you came on the podcast. Thanks so much again, Lauren, for sharing all your goodness. Yeah, I'm so glad to be here. And thanks so much for having me. And thanks for having this money conversation with me. Thanks for listening to the System Save Me podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes or send a screenshot on Instagram while tagging us at System Saved Me.